Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, excuse me, podcast. And guys, we're on season four, and I'm so excited and grateful for all the love and support that all of you showed me every week. And this week is going to be even better because I have an amazing guest. She is knocking it out of the park. She has the best attitude and personality. I love sharing the locker room with her AEW. Everyone, please welcome Willow Nightingale. Thank you, Vicki. That was a very lovely greeting. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I just do some things. <laughs> How are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm right now uh, very excited because as we're recording this, I'm preparing for the Jericho cruise. So am I. So, yeah, so it's, it's like a little stressful, a little exciting, because I'm like, oh my God, I have to make sure I pack enough clothes and make sure that they're like weather appropriate. I've never been on a cruise before. So this is like my first cruise experience in general. Um, I don't know, is there anything I should be particularly prepared for? You know what? I'm bringing layers because usually at night it seems a little cooler, like during the wrestling matches. So I would kind of bring like some sweaters that you can you know, go down to a tank top. Uh, during the day, it's usually nice. You know, the sun's out. I think I saw that it was going to be like 80 degrees. So that's oh, so we're having a great time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to be in the casino quite a bit, so I may not care about the weather outside. <laughs> I, I'm not much of a gambler myself, but to each their own. You have fun, Vicky. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm so happy we're going to be on the cruise together. Yes, it's this week, and it's so fun. I mean, the fans, I mean, the, the amount of fans are going to be on the ship in one place is, you're, you're gonna, it's going to blow your mind. I mean, of how much they're just going to have a great time with you and show you support, and they, it's nonstop. I mean, the entertainment, the concerts, the comedy, the Oh my gosh, all the all the cool things that Chris Jericho has planned, you're gonna love it. Yeah, my boyfriend and I were looking it over and like I'm super into like woman empowerment, let's go. And I noticed there was this band called Pris. And I'm I imagine they're like a female kiss tribute band. And him and I were like, we gotta see this. Like <laughs> yeah. so we're, we're very excited for all the stuff we have lined up. That's cool. Well, I'll see you there at that concert. I love that. Um, so, guys, if you don't know who Willow Nightingale is, you must be sleeping under a rock because she <laughs> is rocking it out of the park at AEW. Uh, she is known as the babe with the power. I love that. I Thank love you. your motto. Um, like I said, you just have the most amazing attitude because our days are long at AEW. I mean, it's a long day. Yeah. And, and you don't stop, Willow, with your smile. And I just, I am so grateful for you because sometimes when I'm like getting ready to cut someone up, I just look at you and you're smiling. I'm, like, <laughs> hey, I'm just going to calm down right now. <laughs> I, um, I mean, I, I feel really fortunate because especially the journey I had, I had started uh, working semi-regularly as an extra. And you were actually someone who had always shown kindness to me always kind of made me feel comfortable and giving me direction in the locker room. Um, so I was really lucky to have people who were willing to make me feel um, a part of the family, even though I wasn't there in an official capacity. So then when I did kind of officially join the team, there was already that level of comfortability. And on top of it, it was like my dream came true. So there wasn't like, 
even now that like the honeymoon is kind of over of being signed, <laughs> um, I still like look around every day and I'm like, I'm living my dream. I made this happen. And like, there's a million things I could complain about, but like, this is the job I want to do. So I'm here, I'm present and I'm going to do what I have to. Um, and that's really just the way I look at every day there. <laughs> you know, what, what's quite impressive to me is that, you know, when I started in the wrestling industry, I was the heaviest one in the locker room. I wasn't the, you know, skinny mini, you know, long blonde hair or, you know, perfect makeup. Like, hell, I didn't even know how to put on eyelashes when Eddie passed away. I was just like so clueless to everything. And to see you come into our locker room, even as an extra, then now you're part of the roster of the, the personification of what a female represents is, is so incredible to me because your confidence and, and how you love to do this every day shows in your work and just shows in how you show respect to everyone else. And I just love that. What I love about AEW is that um, it's not a cookie cutter, you know, in the females. There's a little bit of everyone, you know, that anyone in the audience can relate to someone that's in our, our roster. I think that's so important for a woman. Yeah. You know, so tell us how that feels, you know, because. You know, there's a lot of women that I know they don't have a voice. They don't know how to speak for themselves. But to hear, like, they go, I want to be like you. I'm like, no, you don't have to be like me because we have you to be like That's you. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, because, like, when I had started wrestling training, I started in 2014 uh, in terms of, like, training. Had my first match 2015. Um, at that time, like, making it to a television company didn't really seem like a realistic goal. That was just kind of like, like maybe one day it would be nice, but like I uh, wanted to set really practical goals for myself. And uh, I had always been a big fan of this wrestling promotion shimmer, which is based in Chicago. They're like women athletes. Uh, and it was just basically like, whoever is like a women's wrestler uh, in the United States, even like globally, because they were bringing in women from all over, but just like putting on the best matches you can. And like, there weren't any um, standards for like what kind of mold you should fit into. It was pretty much that just be the best version of yourself that you can be. And like, I also think it's really important to recognize the difference between like presentation and uh fitting a mold because like i feel like everyone brings a level of professionalism right like we're all stars like we all bring uh this level of like presence with us um but it doesn't necessarily mean that there's one definition for that and that's something that like when AEW started because that started within my career i was like this is awesome like this is where i want to be this is the place and uh since I saw it happening, I was like, I made that my goal and I made it happen. And now I'm lucky that I, I get to be like the representation for people like me that I never had, you know, growing up, I, I didn't see anyone that looked like by myself. So there, there are people I meet who as, as crazy as it seems, like I've met people who have cried, like telling me when they meet me, like, you have no idea how much it means to see someone like you in the position you're in. And I'm just like, I do understand and I, I don't take it lightly. So thank you. Thank you for making my, my dreams on the other side of this come oh. true. 
you know, and maybe because you were right, you were sporting the purple hair. Purple is my favorite color. Maybe that's why I get yeah. attracted to you. I'm like, it's the purple <laughs> hair. It's not her, but then after you, I'm like, okay, she beats the purple hair. So okay, it's her attitude I love. <laughs> Thank you, Vicky. Oh, I love you. By the way, you're amazing. Oh. <laughs> it, it takes it takes a village, right, for us to get through our our career. And that, yeah. that's true. Yeah, this is very true. You know, so yeah. Will, you have really climbed the ladder at AEW. I mean, do you see how popular you are becoming, or are you not looking at that right now? Because I am. Um, it's it's weird because like. The thing that I really go off of is just, like, the energy and the vibe whenever I go out to shows and, like, whenever I make my entrance. I feel that. I feel that the crowds have gotten louder. There are more people with me. Um, but to me, that's all just really exciting. I try not to let it go to my head because I I don't want to be the kind of person who just coasts and, like, gets super comfortable and is like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the person. Um, and like I, I feel I felt it for like a very little bit. And already I've been having conversations with my boyfriend where it's like, I have to shift. I have to start like doing new this. I have to get better at this. And it's always like, you know, people have plateaus, but I want to just keep on like getting better, um, you know, rising in popularity. I I want to be the face, a face of this company. So I'm, I'm going to keep trying and thank you for noticing. No, I, I, I am noticing it. You know, gosh, I don't even know where to begin with you. Um, so you're, you've been teamed up with Ruby Soho, which was an incredible match. It was a street fight with Anna J and Tay. Um, that was, that was insane for me to watch. And I love that you guys just, Watching you guys and, and hearing your conversations backstage, everybody wanted to contribute. Everybody wanted to just put a hundred percent in, and that just makes that makes the meat of the wrestling industry. Because you know, when you get everyone that wants to be fully invested, that's what it's all about: is everyone giving everyone else in the ring, you know, their time to shine. How was that with you? Because that was a pretty big match, you know, for y'all to yeah. have it highly publicized. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I walked into it already having a great deal of respect for Anna, Ty, and obviously Ruby, who's someone I was a fan of before I even got to AEW, before she even got to AEW. I've, like, through her independent career, I was a big fan. Um, but all four of us kind of come from different wrestling backgrounds. Anna is pretty much someone who didn't really have any experience in independence, like grew up in AEW. Uh, Ty is someone who has, um, I believe, jujitsu? No. Yeah. Uh, judo, a judo, judo. background. Yes. Um, and then had received like expense, uh, extensive developmental training elsewhere and came here. Ruby, a long indie journey, uh, long journey on TV somewhere else, and now here. And me, pretty much indies to here. So all four of us um, have different backgrounds of the way that we kind of view wrestling and how to put it together. Um, but like you said, everybody was kind of like, this is our chance to shine. We're going to go all out. Like, we're, we don't want to for this to just be like an opportunity that's given to us and we squander it. Um, 
So we put a lot of heart and soul into it. And everyone, I think, was such a badass. Like Ruby, I think the blood was like the big thing that people were talking about. And like my uncle had watched the match and he was like, that was crazy how much she was bleeding. Like, how do you guys do that? Like, where's the tube? Like, where's the packet? I was like, no, there's there's no trick. Like, she's bleeding. I was like, it's it's real blood. We get blood tested every, you know, every couple of months to make sure everything's good. But like, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> There's no ketchup. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so there was quite the controversy after your street fight about women bleeding so much and showing that destructive behavior, you know, with the tables and you know, Ruby bleeding and, you know, the, the girls just, you know, having this different side. Y'all weren't cute and pretty and trying to do your favorite moves. Y'all weren't really out to, you know, knock the crap out of each other. And so there was a lot of controversy with fans because they're like, this is not right. And I love your quote that you had in an interview. And I'm going to quote what you said. You said, we bleed every single month. Nobody talks about that. <laughs> this I mean, is true. I thought that that was, that was just, that was brilliant of you because. I mean, that's just really the truth of the matter is like, there are days that I show up to work and I'm already like, besides the stress of the job as it is, it's like, okay, well now my hormones are in a frenzy. I am physically like uncomfortable. I'm worried about bleeding through and like on live TV. Um, and it, it's all these extra things, right? And that's that's just something that's kind of like hidden away. We all know it happens, but like this is a very uh, real part of our lives. And the whole the whole blood thing, uh, like some people are like, you don't need it, and like, yeah, it's not one hundred percent necessary. It's um, it's a choice, right? Like. I look at wrestling, obviously it's a sport, like it takes a great amount of athleticism to do, but it's also an art and this is our art form. And this is at this point in the storyline, in the kind of match that we were put in, this was the way that we wanted to paint our canvas. This is the way we wanted to tell our story and create our art. So um, whatever, whatever anybody had to say, th these were our choices. We were happy with them. Um, we are all at peace with one another. We've all been in contact since. And um, I, I just hope it's it's the kind of thing that all of us grow from and like can move forward uh, and upwards from, right? Always talking about trying to take that next step. And uh, I think that was a part of our, all of our ascension upwards. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it did it did resonate that, you know, and to sit as a woman backstage and watch your match, I was damn proud. I was like, these are my little children. Like, it was such an, it's about empowering the women. Like the women are able to do the same things the men do, you know, yes. it, it may be in a different, you know, speed or maybe a different, you know, height or whatever it is, but the women can certainly mimic the same things that the men can do. You tell him, Vicky. <laughs> Willow, what do you see? Who is your next target? Who do you have your eyes on next at AEW? Oh, so this is like 
so we don't necessarily have like a tag championship right we have tag teams within our women's division um but i think personally working with ruby i think having there be like an official tag division or some sort of like physical goal to work towards be a championship or some kind of trophy or medals because i know they had done the tag team tournament in the past i think that would be a really awesome direction to take the women's division is i love the fact that we have like two championships in the women's division as is with the uh aw uh world women's champion and the tbs champion uh, but I think a tag championship would be really awesome because I'd love to continue working with Ruby and uh, really kind of finding our own little groove in the tag. Yeah. But, you know, I've, I've wrestled Jade uh, twice for the TBS championship. And I think, you know, third time's a charm maybe could be fun uh, personally. But those are those are kind of the things that like when I go in and I try to think about my future where I see myself going but uh every day is a surprise at AEW so we never know <laughs> we never know what's going on <laughs> I do agree with you I mean the guys have a tag team championships they have all kinds of titles that are on their side of the the roster you know I would love to see the women have a tag team you know titles too you know to represent the women that would be that would be amazing because we do have a lot of women that could you know team up and, and have a really good competition, you know, within the roster. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm sure, you know, uh, better than most people working so closely with Nyla and Marina, yeah. you know, and it's just like have, having great matches is fun and uh, fulfilling, but sometimes it feels a little bit like, where do we go from here? What's, what's again, the next step and having like that kind of direction, like a very, physical um thing to look at and like be like that's the direction uh sometimes just helps put everything into perspective for everyone yeah when you got into wrestling was that like your when you're growing up was that like your oh i'm gonna be a wrestler when i grow up or was it like you know i, I don't want to give away too much because we had you on aw heels and you had your interview i want my fans to know how you got into wrestling because it's quite an amazing story <laughs> Yeah, so I I was like a tomboy growing up, and I used to hang out with my uh, two cousins uh, who were like around the same age as me, boys. I like whenever they were playing basketball, I was playing basketball with them. Like if we were ro rolling around in the dirt, I was getting my knees dirty, like scraping scraping my knees, not crying about it, like breaking windows, throwing baseballs, and playing video games. So we used to. Uh, play the SmackDown versus Raw video game. And I remember like the first time I had played it with them, I was like, whoa, wrestling's cool. Like I should watch wrestling. And I uh, had watched it and was immediately hooked. And I think e even at that point, like in my little eight-year-old head, I was like, I want to do this. This seems so fun. But there's real life happens. Like you go to high school. Um, everybody's like college, college. And I was, I was like a nerd. I was very academic. I was in AP classes and stuff like that. So like college just seemed like the organic step to take. I took, I went away to Northeastern University in Boston for a year. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was undeclared. But um, after the year, 
I couldn't afford to go to school anymore. So I took some time off and um, I, I wasn't really doing anything else. So I was like, I've always wanted to be a wrestler. This is my time. I'm going to become a wrestler. And once I started, like, it wasn't, this is something I'm going to try. It was just like, this is what I do now. Now I'm a wrestler. Uh, and that was almost eight years ago, or actually over eight years ago, I started training. So I just wow. kept going with it. <laughs> so tell me, um, from a, a female wrestler who is past or present, um, who would you have your dream match with? Okay. Outside of AW. Outside of AW, uh, I mean, she's not actively wrestling in ring right now, but Sarah Del Rey, like when I had started wrestling, was like everything that I kind of had aspired to be. Uh, and she now is uh, one of the head trainers at NXT, at the PC for WWE, Sarah Amato. And I think her fingerprints have really been seen throughout the way that women's wrestling is presented on television and elsewhere now like in my head like that term women's revolution that we heard a lot uh, a couple of years ago was like largely based on the work that she did um so that is like my dream match she's someone who like i had studied a lot when i started and uh yeah she actually had a really awesome match with AEW's eddie kingston and that is like one of my favorite matches of all time. So <laughs> check wow, that out. I love Sarah. She's so sweet and just incredibly talented as well. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, tell us about your trip to Japan. You went to uh, Gampro, um, which was really surprising to me because not, not in a bad way. It was that you, I feel like you wanted to just reflect on any kind of wrestling training, any kind of experience you wanted to put that under your belt and just have that as, you know, another tool to use in your craft. Um, what made you go to Japan? Who invited you? Uh, was it your idea or was it someone else's? How'd that come about? Well, this was something I had also always wanted to do from the time I started. Um, but the way that this came about was actually through one of my independent wrestling connections. Um, I wrestle uh, for this company, Prestige, that's like based on the West Coast. And the promoter over there brings in a lot of like the Tokyo Joshi Pro Girls. So he had this working relationship with them. And I guess they were like, well, we want to start bringing in American girls. And uh, from working there, they were like, oh, Willow, like, can we get in contact with Willow? So I started talking with Tokyo Joshi Pro. I was supposed to go last summer, but then like a bunch of visa issues came up and I was like, no, we're still gonna make this happen. Like this, I'm not letting this slip through my fingers. Um, and so I, I had chatted with AW about finding the time to make it happen and uh, finally getting my visa done. And I was fortunate enough to be able to go right after um, I had actually been signed full time to AW. And it was very like reflective for me because I had this really big moment on Friday in Jacksonville for Rampage. And then like a couple of days later, I was on a plane to Japan living like this other dream that I had. And so I wrestled, like you mentioned, uh, for Gon Pro and for Tokyo Joshi Pro. I'd had three matches over the course of 10 days. Um, so there was a lot of time just for me to explore Tokyo on my own, um, which was really uh, 
a moment that I got to be with myself because there were no other foreigners at the time. And I did hang out with um, the Joshi wrestlers over there from time to time, but like they have lives, like they're in their home country. They're (laughs) doing all their, it's not a vacation for them. So so I'm just like, some days I'm just like, all right, I guess I'm gonna go walk around and see some temples today. And um, it was just like me kind of getting to know myself better. I got to like take myself on little dates. And even though there was that language barrier, even like strangers that I encountered on the street really showed me a lot of compassion um, in helping me helping me take pictures, making sure I, I understood where I was and like what the signs said. Um, so overall, it was like a very positive experience. Um, and hope, hopefully I get to go back sometime. I, I would really love to um, go with my family or, or my boyfriend is also a wrestler. I'd love to have like the opportunity to go with him, but it was great. It was great. (laughs) How did you feel? Did you feel like you improved in your wrestling going through Japan? What, what did you get out of that as far as a wrestling experience? Did you get to learn? I, I really would have loved to train while I was there and spend time in like the dojos. Um, but because of like the timing of when I was there, I didn't really have the opportunity to do that. Um, but I think there was a big uh, takeaway in terms of like trusting your instincts um, because again, there is that language barrier when you're working with your opponents. But like people told me this all the time before I went over there, were like wrestling is a universal language. Like don't worry about the fact that you don't physically speak the same language. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to trust it. Um, but you get there and you trust your instincts and you trust your training and everything just falls into place. Um, so I think there was a lot that I learned about just like following my instincts and like everything I've learned up to this point um, will help me no matter what situation I am in ring. And that is like, I think um in a way more rewarding than learning like a new hold or like a new move or something like that, that I could have learned at the dojo. That's awesome. You know, I went to Japan probably like 20 years ago when Eddie was alive and we went to Ribera and I saw a picture of you uh, taking at Ribera. Yes! I'm sorry, you uh, broke up throughout that question. Oh, and, sorry. Okay, no worries. Okay, you, you're back to normal now. <laughs> uh, what was your uh, impression of Ribera Steakhouse watching, you know, and looking at all the memorabilia and the history on the walls? What did you think about that? Um, okay, so for me, I'm a vegetarian. So I, of course, knew it was a steakhouse because it's in the name. But like you're saying, it has so much history and it's so highly regarded as like this rite of passage almost for foreigner wrestlers. Um, so it was like obviously a destination that I was like, I have to go to Ribera. I don't care if all I have is water. Like I'm going. Uh, <laughs> but um, it, it was it was great. I had um, this gentleman, Masa, who is a like... I guess at this point, he's like a legend himself as a fan um, because he brings a lot of the foreign wrestlers there. 
and helps everybody like feel welcome. And um, he brought me, I ended up having like salad, some corn soup, which was fantastic, um, and a beer. And I got my jacket, which was really nice. And I, and like, I just got to look around and I mean, there's still so many wrestlers and legends in this industry that I personally haven't met, but it was also very cool to look around and be like, oh, that's my friend. And that's somebody I work with. And it was, it was just wild. And, and it's just this little, like tiny little steakhouse, which would be so unsuspecting if it weren't for all the pictures everywhere, but it was it was cool. It was, it was cool. I loved it. <laughs> Do you bring home a kimono? You know, I didn't. I was, um, my mother had very specifically asked for one and I looked around at a few places and it felt like I had gone to thrift stores to look for them. And those were either like super formal or they were like, kind of like at the gift shops where it would be like really cheap quality and I couldn't find anything in between. Um, so what I did was at the thrift shop, I instead found this really nice, just kind of like jacket that uh, had some nice uh, like traditional Japanese paintings like on one panel and it had like the high collar. And I was like, at the moment I saw it, I was like, mom's gonna love this. I'm gonna get this for her. And I brought it back. She was like, this is even better than a kimono. And I was like, I'm glad. <laughs> so, but um, <laughs> it, it definitely crossed my mind. I had like half of my suitcase, half of one of my suitcases, because I brought several, um, completely empty just for souvenirs. And I had filled it up and still had to find space to put everything because I was just like, oh, I got to get everything for everyone. <laughs> um Willow, so let's talk about your promotion of your things. You're on Linktree, which is, hey, your projects are really cool to me. I mean, I love it because uh, if you guys, if you want to go to Willow uh, Nightingale's social media, you'll find her Linktree. And uh, you have a, a Willow store, which is your merch, which yes. is amazing, which came out with the Babe with the Power shirt, which is really cool. Um, and then you have your Amazon wish list. I thought <laughs> Kim is clever, like just gonna swirl in there and give everybody some gifts to buy yourself. <laughs> you know, before I uh, had uh, a real person job uh, as a wrestler, I was, I was I was grinding it out on the Indies and not making much money. Um, so. It, it, I always left it there just in case, like, I, I have, like, wrist tape on there and stuff like that, too. Like, the, the stockings I wear or whatever. I'm just like, you just want to help me. Or if it's my birthday and you want to show me a nice token of appreciation, it, it, I do always appreciate it whenever somebody gets me something. So, awesome. thank you, fans. <laughs> um, and you also are part of Square Circle Strength and Conditioning. So, yes. tell us about that. Oh, my God. So, uh... I have, uh, I'd say I've, I've always loved weightlifting, right? But I am not a runner. I don't love doing cardio. I have to do it because it's, it just comes with the job, right? Like you can't let that fall to the wayside, but it's, it's not like something that I push myself to do. Um, but I know like Chris Statlander is like, one of the most like athletic in shape people that we have on the roster and there's like a, a bunch of other wrestlers I know like I know Max Caster works out there um 
And so they are based in Long Island. And what they are is like this gym that does personalized uh, programs and they do like small group training. So instead of having like a personal trainer, it's like six people will come in with their programs and the trainer will check in on each of us from time to time. And I had been doing that for a couple months. And because they were working with so many wrestlers, they were like, we're working on developing this program that uh, is specific for wrestlers. And instead of having to pay the premium for coming in and working with us personally, we're going to do like $50 a month. You get this program that is written specifically for wrestlers. So it, it keeps into account the demands of what being in the ring is. Um, and it also keeps into account like the fact that you guys get hurt. And sometimes we have to like modify things for that. Um, and there is a chat where you can kind of keep in check with other wrestlers and be like, hey, this was really hard today. I have a big show this weekend. So I'm going a little lighter on the weights because I don't want to be sore, you know, and having that community helps push you along. There's a level of accountability, even though you're just kind of logging into your phone and doing the workout at your own gym. Um, and uh, personally, I have I have been, I think, the most consistent I've ever been in terms of working out since I started working with them. So if you're a wrestler and you're looking to find a new program or just like feel accountable or be a part of something else, or if you don't know where to start with working out, I really think that uh, the Squared Circle Strength and Conditioning Program is chef's kiss, amazing, great place to go. Good to know. I'm also, <laughs> you are a, you're a fashion ambassador for Yiddy. Yes. Um, so Yiddy is uh, Lizzo's shapewear company. And last year I had seen her with my sister at Madison Square Garden. And I, I've, I'm a huge Lizzo fan. I think she... Um, is like a giant F you to like the beauty standards that we see. Yeah. Um, and obviously, as we were talking about before, that's something that resonates very heavily with me. And I love her music. It's so empowering. And I just think like any clip I've seen of her doing an interview or I, I just think she's like an awesome human being who I'm like, ah, oh, I'd love to know you. Um, and I, yeah. So, so I left that night from the concert and I was like, you know, I want to work with her company. I know she has a shapewear company. Um, so let me reach out to them and see if there's any way that I can get involved or do modeling or something. And uh, they got back to me and they were like, yeah, we'd, we'd love to work with you in some capacity. So they um, give me some stuff to try on, see how I feel about it, talk to them about, you know, my thoughts. And uh, I get to share it with all you lovely folks. And uh, it's it's been a really fun experience. Hopefully, hopefully, you know that's something else that can grow, and we'll we'll see where it goes. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll tag them in, when we release your podcast in an episode. We'll tag them and get them some exposure, and I'll get right yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your five year plan that you see for for Willow? Um, this is this is a hard one. Because for so long, I was like, I just want to have a stable income from professional wrestling. And then it finally happened. And now it's kind of like a lot of me uh, thinking what comes next. And I just had my 29th birthday this past week, which is also a big time for reflection in my life. Um, and uh, I definitely still 
want to focus on wrestling, obviously. I still want to get better and put uh, as much of myself into that as I can. But in the days that I have off from traveling and wrestling, I feel like I could be better applying my time to perhaps like growing that intellectual side of myself or even like I love working with kids and I feel like I very organically connect with children. Um, so like some ideas I've had were like maybe getting into either doing like a children's show, like a educational, <laughs> like blah, 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 here are some life lessons with Willow or even like doing children's books. Again, these are all just ideas, but wow. I think over the next five years, that's something I'd like to do outside of wrestling in wrestling. I'd love to be a champion. Um, I, um, I feel like I'm a long ways away from this happening, but even now that we have exact, for example, like a, a Sarah Amato or we have Madison rain in our locker room, uh, the position of there being like a women's coach or, or not even necessarily like specific to working with women, but just a coach who is a woman, uh, in a backstage kind of capacity. Like that's something I aspire to as well just kind of like understanding all aspects of the business and being able to help the next generation um, is something I, exactly. Um, So those are things that I have in mind, but in terms of a plan of like, I want to hit this by this and this by this, I'm not sure yet. Uh, Talk to me in a couple months and hopefully I'll have it figured out. (laughs) That's amazing, Willow. Um, Yeah, I just want to mention, we're going to show the video part of the episode later on. But you're in your craft room. And so when you were on AEW Heels, I was in my craft studio as well. And I just admire you because when I am having like a crazy day, I just go in my craft studio and I just create just to get out of my head and just to like escape from everything. And I love the mood that your craft room is in. I just it's incredible. And I just love the colors. I love everything about it. And your sewing schools. I I it's all just amazing. What, what brings you joy in crafting and what do you do with your craft room? I think, I mean, like it does really help bring the calm because in having to do something with your hands and focus on like, I'm taking this step and now this is the next step and this is the next step. Like your brain kind of empties and all the like stress and all the loud thoughts that are running around, like they quiet down. And you just focus on the project that's in in front of you. Um, So for me, like I make my own gear and that's like the origin of there being like a room for me to do crafts. Um, But like right now, the couple of projects that I have in mind are obviously like making new gear. Um, I wanted to make this like mobile, like, you know how like babies have mobiles above their cribs. Um, But I have a bunch of scrap fabric that I want to like cut into strips and make a mobile for my mom. Uh, just cause sh- she saw one that I had and thought it was cute. I was like, I'm going to make you one. Um, <laughs> and and so, so that's what I have ahead of me right now. But uh, yeah, I, I just love being able to like take a break from everything else and just focus on one project and like having this sense of like, I finished something, I accomplished something, I did this and I did it myself. Um, so I feel you on that, Vicky. <laughs> I love that. Okay, I'm going to ask you some rapid questions so my fans can get to know Willow a little bit more. So are you ready? I think so. Let's do it. Okay. What's your fav- favorite color after purple? Ooh, pink. 
if your home was filled with golf club golf balls, how would you remove them? Opening the doors and windows, and then <laughs> maybe maybe like play around in them for a little bit, and then like I don't know, sweep them out with my body, like doing <laughs> not to clean the house, right? <laughs> If your car had vanity plates, what would they say? Sorry, I'm not a good driver. I'm not a good driver, and I know that. And every time, like, I mess up or something, I, I say to myself, I'm like, I'm sorry, but nobody hears it. <laughs> What's your favorite song? Uh, Misguided Ghosts by Paramore. Nice. What's for dinner tonight? Mm, great question. I haven't thought that far, but probably uh, fake chicken and pasta. Nice. What's your biggest pet peeve? Um, when I say thank you and somebody goes, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know why it bothers me. Like, say you're welcome or, or something else, but they just go, uh-huh. <laughs> that doesn't make sense yeah I, I, it's weird <laughs> that would get on my nerves too willow let everyone know how they can get a hold of you and where they can find you on social media sure um so i am on twitter and instagram at willow wrestles uh i'm also on tiktok but i don't really ever use it uh so twitter and instagram are the main ways to find me Willow, I am so grateful to have you as a friend, and I, I love everything you're doing in your life and everything that you represent, and I just wish you love and happiness, and I can't wait to have fun with you on the cruise. Hell yeah, Vicky! <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy packing today, because I'm going to do the same thing, and um, I'll see you at work at AEW Dynamite this week, and also Rampage, and um, just keep doing you, girl, because everyone's watching you, and we're, you're making us so proud. Thank you so much, Vicki. That means a lot. Of course. And uh, we'll see you soon and have a great day. Thank you, Willow, for taking the time out to be on my show. Again, I cannot wait to see what comes for you in the future. I wish you so much love and success. And guys, it's season four. Keep doing what you're doing um, by downloading liking, commenting, and if you have any questions for me or you have guest ideas, please email me at excusemevicky at alec.com and I will get right back to you. And guys, this is it for another week. Thank you for um, tuning in. Check us out next week. Be kind. Love one another. Have a great week, guys. And excuse me! Wow.